So what I want to talk about today, my, my subject is, it will sound a bit depressing, but I want to speak about it in a, in a really positive and a really honest and open way. I want to speak about suffering. And you're going to, oh, what? As if we're not depressed enough already. Now we're going to have a talk about suffering. But do you know what? Um, we might think... We, we don't know the meaning of the word suffering in this country. We've got food in our cupboards. We've got shelter. We've got one another. We don't really know the meaning of suffering, do we? But you know what? The New Testament clearly tells us, because there are so many references to suffering, both the suffering of Jesus and the suffering of us as believers and how God helps us, it's really clear that each and every one of us goes through suffering. We do. We go through stuff. We go through life. Because the definition of suffering is this. The state of undergoing pain, distress, or hardship. So have you, have you ever gone through pain, whether physical pain or emotional pain, mental pain? I have, and I should imagine that most of us in this room have experienced pain, heartbreak, loss, pain of many different sorts. Have we known distress? Yes, we have. We've just, we are still wading through COVID times. It's been really distressing. So we're going to look at what God's word says about distress and suffering. And have we experienced hardship? Hardship means a condition that causes difficulty or unpleasant conditions of life. Have you ever experienced anything unpleasant in life? No. No? Okay, it's only us in Port 11, Glenn. It's only us. Have you ever experienced anything unpleasant? Yes. Okay, so that is basically what suffering is. Yes, we looked at the screen. Suffering is poverty. Suffering is um, 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 storms and catastrophes that happen around the world. Suffering is all of those things. Suffering is people dying of COVID, uh, you know, in our, uh, under, our, under our eyes. Suffering is all of those things, but suffering is relative. We all go through suffering in many different um, forms. I've never quite understood that program on television, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. I've never really watched it, to be honest, where people would willingly inflict suffering upon themselves. Willingly, choose to do it. I've never quite got my head around that. We lived in Zambia for two years, and yes, we did share our lives with giant spiders and snakes, and once a snake came up the toilet a water snake. That was pretty frightening. We've had cockroaches in the kitchen, but that was just because we lived in an African country. But choosing to sit in a big container full of insects and, and then eat them and, and that sort of... Why would you choose suffering? We get enough challenges and suffering in life without going to look for them, don't we? But some people, I suppose, is all for entertainment. The New Testament clearly tells us that in this life, we will experience suffering. We will have difficulties. Jesus said it. In this world, you will have trouble, Jesus says. And we could say, thanks, Lord. Thanks for that. That's really encouraging. In this world, you will have trouble. But Jesus says, but take heart. I have overcome the world. I suggest that we all experience suffering in one way or another. We've got a son, our youngest son, he suffers with asthma. 
He's growing out of it now, as was predicted when he was a child, but he has suffered with asthma. It's not too heavy a statement to say he suffers with asthma, because when you can't catch your breath, that's suffering. It's really, really hard, and it's hard to watch. People suffer with depression. People suffer with having panic attacks. People suffer with cancer. I deal with it, and I see it every day. We suffer for doing wrong things, wrong decisions that we have made. If we speed on the M5 motorway, we might get a penalty of a speeding ticket. It hasn't hasn't happened to me for a little while, but if we break the law, I don't know, some mutterings going on in that left corner there, some conviction of God falling on the room, may the Lord forgive you there. For suffering, for doing wrong. We suffer the consequences of our actions sometimes, don't we? If we mess up and we willfully know know we're making wrong decisions, we will suffer the consequences. But the Bible also says we don't just suffer when we do wrong. We suffer sometimes when we do the right thing. Isn't that really painful when you do the right thing and you still suffer for it? Isn't that hard? You're endeavoring to do the right thing and you still get hassle for it. Peter says in his epistle, first epistle of uh, Peter chapter 3, verse 14, even if you suffer for doing right, you are blessed. And Jesus says in Matthew 5, blessed are you when people insult you, they persecute you, they falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. So sometimes we suffer for all different reasons. Most of the time, it's not our fault. But what I want to remind you of this morning is two things in this first half. Firstly, our sufferings can never separate us from God's love. Whether they are self-inflicted, wrong decision-making, or whether they're things that happen in our life that seem out of our control. One thing is absolutely sure, our sufferings can never separate us from God's love, because we read this in the Bible, and God's word is true. What shall, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all the day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, angels nor demons, neither the present or the future, nor any other powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Never mind how bad it gets, and sometimes it gets really, really tough, doesn't it? We will never be separated from the love that God has for us in those moments. We have this treasure in jars of clay, Paul says, to show that the all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed. We can't make sense of some things, but we are not in despair. We are persecuted, but we are never abandoned. We are struck down, but we are not destroyed. And secondly, in this first half, Our sufferings not only can never separate us from God, our sufferings are full of purpose. 
Now, at the time, we can never make sense of the difficult things of life. But listen to what Peter says again in his epistle. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so, so that, so to prove the genuineness of your faith. Sufferings and trials prove if our faith is really genuine or not. And it talks about our faith being refined by fire. J.B. Phillips' paraphrase of this passage in the New Testament um, um, says this. We wish you could see how all of this is working out for your benefit and how the more grace God gives, the more thanksgiving will, will resound to his glory. This is the reason why we never collapse. I like that word. The outward man does indeed suffer wear and tear. You know that feeling? Knees, hips, teeth. The outward man um, does indeed suffer wear and tear, but every day the inner man receives uh, fresh strength. These little troubles, which really are so transitory, are winning for us a permanent, glorious, and solid reward out of all proportion to our pain. For we are looking at uh, the visible things. We are not looking at the visible things, but at the invisible. The visible things are transitory, but the invisible things are really permanent. Paul also says in Romans 5 this, we glory in our sufferings. Really? (laughs) Do we have to do that? Say, yay, suffering, bring it on. We don't do that, do we? We think, oh, here we go again, Groundhog Day. Not only so, but we glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And you know, the greatest hope in our sufferings is this. Jesus himself suffered. Jesus was tested and tried. He was betrayed and abandoned and misunderstood. He was despised and rejected. He is a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He knows what suffering is all about. Therefore, he identifies with us. There is nothing that we ever go through that Jesus doesn't know, care about, or feel and identify with. What a comfort that is to us. Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. To follow Jesus often means walking on the road marked with suffering. So what we know about sufferings is that they happen to us all, and it's all relative, isn't it? What, what is suffering for you might not necessarily be suffering for me, but we all go through things in life that are sometimes really difficult, aren't they? And so it's, it is all relative to who we are, to how we are wired, where we're from, our, our, our background, our upbringing, what um, we go through in our life. But the really good news in this second half is this, that sufferings Suffering is always temporary. 
Suffering is always temporary. Problems are always temporary. Whether they get resolved when we do go to heaven, as Kathy has just said, whether they are resolved when we do go finally to be with the Lord, or whether they get resolved in this life. Uh, Problems and suffering are temporary. The Apostle Paul uses this word. um, He calls our sufferings light and momentary. In other words, lasting for a very short time. But if you are ever going through the mill, at that time, it doesn't feel light, does it? It doesn't feel momentary that this is just a little quick thing that we're going through. Problems and situations that cause us heartache often are prolonged, aren't they? They wake us up in the night. They cause us uh, to, to churn. They cause us to be anxious and concerned. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 17 says this, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Paul himself knew many, many trials and suffering, didn't he? The New Testament is full of of the things that he went through, especially in the epistles. He went through many things, and they were anything but light being shipwrecked, being beaten, being put in prison, being, um, you know, being hated, being thrown out. They are anything but light and momentary. When you're in the middle of a shipwreck off the coast of Malta, you're not thinking to yourself, oh, this is a light and momentary little trouble I'm going through. This is like life and death, isn't it? And this seems that the waves are brashing against the ship and everything is getting broken uh, and you are about to be... Um, either die or be rescued, and it's anything but light. But Paul uses this expression to contrast for us the wonderful things that lie ahead. In comparison to um, what we go through now, it is light and momentary. Life is actually whizzing by quite quickly. I don't know if you've noticed that. And the light and momentary things that we go through are making way for the glory that lies ahead. Because suffering always will make way for glory, one way or another. The Bible says, now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we might also share with, in his glory. The Apostle Paul writes these words, also found in Romans chapter 8, that I read from earlier, I consider... That our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Isn't that a, a, a wonderful, wonderful verse? Our present sufferings are nothing to be compared with the future glory that God has got for us. In the very least, God can help us with our suffering in the here and now. But the brilliant end of the story, the end of the book... The good news that we see in the last book of the Bible is that one day those of us that put our trust and our hope and have received salvation from the Lord Jesus Christ will be one day with him in heaven, the place of no more tears, no more pain and no more suffering. So God helps us in the here and now with the stuff that we can't make sense of, but we have got the hope of heaven. And maybe after 19 months of COVID, navigating through COVID, maybe heaven has never been more appealing than it is right now. 
We have got the hope of heaven for those of us that put our trust in him. Glory is a wonderful word that we see right through the Bible. It's worth doing a study all by itself. It's the splendor and the magnificence and the happiness of God's eternal world. We contrast the trials of life to the glory of heaven to come. And you know what? Glory is simply just the absence of suffering. You know that feeling when you've had dreadful toothache and all of a sudden you go to the dentist, you get that problem solved and you come out and it's that huge sigh of relief. Your pain is over and now you, you have received comfort. Glory is, is something that we have got to look forward to, the absence of suffering. One day, God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. He will work it all out. He will sort it all out. So today, I just want to remind you, as I bring these thoughts to a little conclusion, our sufferings can never separate us from God's love. Never, ever. Even if our sufferings are the result of some of the consequences of our wrong actions, God still loves us, and he wants to come back into a healthy relationship with us, and we can do that through Jesus Sufferings can't separate us from God's love. Sufferings are purposeful. God is working in our suffering. You know that song, Waymaker? Even when I can't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. What's the words? You know that song, some of you do. He's always there. He's always working, isn't he? God is working in the darkness and he's working in the light. He's working in front of our face. He's working behind our back. God is always working, and he is always working things according to his purpose for his glory and for our good. Just sometimes we can't see it until we are out of the trial. Sufferings can't separate us from God's love. Suffering is purposeful because God is working in and through us to give us resolve and character and perseverance, if nothing else. There seems to be no other way to learn perseverance than to go through difficult stuff. It seems that way, doesn't it, according to what we see in the Bible. Thirdly, suffering is always temporary. Whether things get resolved on this earth or we wait for the glory of heaven. And suffering, number four, suffering makes way for glory. Suffering has to shift out of the way in the light of God's glory. I just want to leave one final verse with you. 1 Peter 5 verse 10. This is my prayer for you today. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Should we just pray? Lord Jesus, you know each and every one of us in this room. You know the things of life that we go through, that we are going through right now. You know the loneliness and the depression. You know the sadness and the sorrow. You know the sufferings. You know the mental torment. You know our relationships. You know our finances. There is nothing about us that you are not aware of. And there's nothing about us that you cannot come alongside and help us with. 
Lord, thank you that we are reminded today that our suffering and our problems are temporary and we have got the glory and the joy of heaven to look forward to. One day, there's going to be a place where there is no more suffering. There is no more tears. There is no more pain. There is no more sadness. Until that day, Lord, may you bring that little glimpse of heaven, the rays of heaven, into the dark spots in our life when things are really challenging and tough. May you shine glimpses of heaven into our situation, reminding us that all is well because you, Jesus, are Lord of all. So for every single person in this room, boys and girls, young people and and adults, all of us together, Lord, may you continue to journey with us, whether we're in school, whether we're in the workplace, whether we're retired at home or a student or live alone or live with a family. Be present with us, Lord. Take our hand and lead us forward, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.